Finding a long-lasting career isn't easy, and sometimes even overwhelming at times. A job that will ultimately utilize your talents and push us towards drastic growth, promoting not only yourself, but the community as well. Hi, I'm Dylan Drake, the Advanced Manufacturing Product Manager for Phillips Federal, and your host for the TechShift Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Courtney Arbor, the Director of the Texas Workforce Commissions where she oversees an integrated workforce development system that provides employment and training activities for the state of Texas through 28 workforce development boards and 180 workforce solution offices, 5,500 adult education and literacy sites, and multiple apprenticeship providers, with approximately $1 billion in funding administered directly or sub-granted her offices actively are targeted to upskilling workers and supporting connections between workers and Texas employers. Courtney currently serves on the Texas Human Trafficking Prevention Coordinator Council, National Association of Workforce Boards and Employment and Training Committee, where she is also, where she is co-chair of a subcommittee specializing in apprenticeship and work-based learning. She is a member of the United Way Texas Works Coalition, 2019 to 2020, was appointed by the governor and served on the Texas Early Learning Council. Courtney is a workforce fellow with Results for America, where a group of state and local leaders from Texas are charting a path for the use of evidence modeling and direct grant funds to achieve best outcomes. With a long career in workforce development, Courtney speaks regularly at state and national conferences on topics related to workforce challenges and solutions. Now let's jump on in. Welcome to the Tech Shift Podcast, Courtney. Hi, Dylan. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I do appreciate it. I know that's been a it's been a kind of a back and forth over the last few weeks, but it's really good to have you on. I our both of our schedules have been completely hectic, and I I, I know that looking at you know all the things that you're currently doing, I do appreciate you taking the time just to be here. It means a lot. Well, good. And and I'm glad that we were finally able to to nail down a date that worked for us both. <laughs> yeah, a lot of conferences and a lot of uh, cool projects coming down the pipeline, but it's a, it means a lot to have you here. Um, maybe to, to lean into uh, the episode, can you give a brief background of yourself and you know, what you're doing with the state of Texas and really like where, where, where your passion lies here? Because uh, We've had a lot of conversations. I get it. I understand it. I'm totally sold out to what you're doing within the state of Texas. But let's uh, let's let our audience know a little bit more about you on a deeper level, and uh, we can kind of dive into this a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Well, I am Courtney Arbor. I am the Workforce Director at the Texas Workforce Commission. I've been in workforce development for about 22 years, and I've been with the state for, for 10 years. Um, my role as the division director of the workforce division is to oversee, you know, a lot of governmental things, dollars from the federal government that we then pass down through grants to local workforce development boards and community colleges and ISDs for specific um, workforce programs or maybe short-term training projects. We also provide policy and a lot of technical support to all of those grantees so that they know how best to use the dollars that we're that we're passing down to them uh, so that we can serve the most Texans, the most Texas employers and help connect the two. Um, one, a couple of other programs, the workforce development boards, let me just say that Dylan, there are 28 workforce boards in the state of Texas. They're defined in state law. Their role is to 
pay attention to employer needs using labor market information and direct information from employers to know what the, the trends look like for those employers in their area and then to plan service delivery around them. Um, so the, the boards are a major partner here and they, they partner with their local community college and their local ISDs where I'm doing that at, the, at more of a state level. I also oversee the apprenticeship program for the state. Um, a, a, a big sum of the apprenticeship dollars for the state, the coordinating board has a portion of it, but we provide grant funds to apprenticeship programs in the state so that they can do earn while you learn models for a whole lot of Texans every year. Um, in addition to adult education and literacy, adult ed serves 55 or so thousand people a year who don't have a high school equivalency, or maybe we're foreign born and foreign trained and need to retrain in America to work um, using the credential they, they earned uh, at home. So a lot of really good programs and really heartfelt work. I, I really love this work because I always know that on the other end of this policy or the grant, or the legal legal document that we're working out with one of our partners, there are people uh, who are upskilling and and um, building a better life. So it's it's not surprising that I've been in this work as long as I have because I really appreciate it. And I think that there's nothing really more important. My education partners and I can agree to disagree. I think there's nothing more important than a good job. <laughs> education is a great tool to get a person uh, to help that person arrive, but a good job really stabilizes a person. The family instills pride, helps helps people kind of stay motivated and moving forward. So I really I really do love the work of the Workforce Commission. I I commonly say there's no better mission than than what we do, and I get to work in the heart of it in the in the Workforce Division. I love that. Yeah, you you hit a lot of points there, uh, and and I think most of all, what I think is extremely important to walk away from that is you're you're benefiting lives across all the state of Texas. You're not only creating, you know, uh, more money that's coming into a, a family, but you're also creating a whole career. You're helping benefit careers across that, which is then going to then benefit the generations within that same family. So you're, you're, you're finding and creating talent within the whole state of Texas, which I think is extremely powerful. And it's something that every time I've had a conversation with, I've not seen you not be smiling. So it just, <laughs> it's it, usually it's not necessarily the case, right? <laughs> so whatever, right. we normally always, uh, a lot of people have bad days, but I have not seen you have a bad day just yeah, I know it happens, um, but when you love what you do, and I think that especially when you're, you're changing the lives of people that you're always, you're, you're around and people you live with, um, you, you have a sense of pride in that. And I think I can definitely feel that from you. Um, one of the things that you said that uh, maybe kind of go into a little bit more detail on is earn while you learn. That's that's really, I like I like the sound of that. Uh, and it, it might've been something, uh, if you can go into a little bit more detail on that, uh, it might be something that I would have really liked getting out of high school. I can assure you, you would have. It's been around for, a, this concept has been around for a long time, and in the last few years, we've really done a lot um, to try to promote earn while you learn models. You might also hear it uh, referred to as work-based learning, and there are different ways to go about it, but apprenticeship is a very common mm. uh, model where, and, and the idea, Dylan, is that not everybody has the dollars. Not everybody has either student aid or a scholarship or parents that can pay for them to go to a four-year university or even community college. 
Um, and while we're really at the Workforce Commission, we're really supportive of any education, any education, mm -hmm. go as far as you can, as much as you'd like, uh, because earnings uh, tend to follow education, but not everybody has that opportunity. And not everybody wants to go to college, even if they have the, the uh, it's affordable to them. So apprenticeship is a model that has really grown in this in the state of Texas. And it's not, and so you've heard about apprenticeship models in the past, like plumbing, pipe fitting, construction trades, where you can be an apprentice and then you could go all the way up to journey worker level. The beauty of that model is that, number one, it's not limited to trades, which by the way, trades pay really well. So I would never rule out the, the skilled trades, um, but apprenticeships can support people in skilled trades, in healthcare, in technology, cybersecurity, and the person is earning from the first day on the job. In an apprenticeship program, there is a defined curriculum. Very often there are, there should be defined pay points where when you reach this certain level, you're eligible for your next uh, salary. And it's a very predictable way of knowing what comes next for you as an employee. And the employer knows what they're, what they are getting because they've got a structured training program. I'll tell you that that it's hard to set it up at first, or it can be not hard. Isn't the right word. Well, it can be, it can take some time and it's mm -hmm. an investment by the employer to build this structure. But once you do, you just find over and over that employers are thrilled with the results because they are able to retain their workers longer. They know mm -hmm. this, the training that the workers are getting is, is, is solid uh, because they were part of the development early on and they know that who is providing the training and they've built a relationship over time. Other types of um, earn while you learn are not quite the same as an apprenticeship model, but paid internships is another earn while you learn or work-based learning model that we're really uh, been, been promoting and talk a lot about at the Workforce Commission. Texas Interns Unite is an initiative that kicked off this year. And that is where um, our commissioners have been visiting various parts of the state, connecting with higher ed, connecting with employers, talk, and, and just talking about the value of paid internships. You're, the employer is able to meet the candidate and kind of try them out while they're learning about the job and using mm -hmm. it in their, usually it's, uh, they're getting credit for their education experience, you know, their degree plan. Uh, the employer is also getting to know a little bit about the candidate and they very often will offer a job, um, you know, when you finish up school, come back and, and we'd love to hire you. So, and it's a way, again, for, for students who need money in their pocket to be able to keep going to school, learning about different industries and do it in a way that they're earning a little bit um, and not having to scrape by for another semester um, while they while they finish school. That sounds awesome. So it's you're, you're basically streamlining the gaps of one, the relationship from the, the, the labor to market and then building that relationship. And on top of that relationship, you're also investing into the worker. It's, it's, it's almost, it's, it's crazy to see what we invest into our labor force. We get better labor. That's crazy. That's right. <laughs> and you know, there's a bit of a mentoring component also when employers embrace the idea of internships, I'm not saying everyone is, has a mentoring culture, but very often they do. They want mm -hmm. to get to know this young talent. They want to introduce them to the industry. And in doing that, they, you just get to know the next generation of worker. And there's a little bit of mentoring that happens also, which find me a youth that doesn't need that. And I'll right. give you a hundred dollars. 
Dylan. <laughs> Everybody can benefit from someone looking out for them and, and um, you know, helping to show them the ropes on those first jobs. Yeah, 100%. And even on that, um, not just the youth, which are extremely important, but there's a ton of more uh, mature uh, labor force that are out there that could one, not only teach, but also learn. Uh, yes. I think that kind of also ties back into kind of the diversity aspect of, you know, what, what, what Texas is also producing. Dylan, there's a federal program that we, we operate out through the Workforce Commission, and it's for workers 55 and up, and it's a paid work experience. It's an earn-while-you-learn model, helping to re-engage people who might have left the workforce or maybe haven't been in the workforce. Maybe they were a spouse, a stay-home spouse, um, or some other life circumstance has, has pushed them back into the workforce. And this, this program, it's called the CSEP program. And it is administered by AARP in Texas. They provide wages while these seniors work in different, usually public uh, employment jobs. Um, and they'll be learn that the, the wages are subsidized and they're learning new skills and receiving training so that they can launch into their next career also. So it, it's true, not, it's on, not only young people who need uh, and can benefit from these earn while you learn models. And very often we see apprentices who are out of the quote, younger generations also. That's so good to see. It's, we're, we're not, I, I love that we're not uh, putting our blinders on to maybe the uh, the workforce that has not necessarily left, but is kind of taken a back seat to either, either new technology that's coming in, but we could still utilize them and their experience and or add to it. Uh, one of the things that I, I hate, when, I hate these sayings, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, that's totally not right. Uh, especially if you have someone that's hungry, that's willing to get out there and, and learn and, and just not necessarily grind, but add to their, their library of knowledge. People are more than willing to invest, but not everyone has that, 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 that I would say privilege, but the opportunity and I think what you're doing right now is, is is creating those opportunities for these people that take advantage of. I think that's awesome. Well, I, I mentioned to you earlier, but I'll say it again since we're recording now. We have an unemployment rate of 4.1%. And our job growth since August of 2021 is almost 727,000 jobs. We need everyone working. We want mm -hmm. everyone working. So if a person wants to work, we don't want anyone left out of the discussion, whether you're over 55 and wanting to re-engage or look for a new career, or you're just coming out of high school, or maybe you're in high school and looking for part-time work, we really don't discriminate. We know Texas needs just about everyone with every skill set. Now, we do want uh, to help people progress. That first job you get out of high school, hopefully, is a good one, and you might leave high school with a, an associate degree in Texas. Thousands of kids do. Uh, but if you just start a job that is, doesn't pay very well, we want people to be kind of on a lifelong learning path. And the state is making, through these tools and others, opportunities available for people to keep learning and move up a pathway, you know, almost seeing it like a ladder or a lattice, that where you are isn't where you need to stay. We, we want Texans to have opportunities and to find the um, ways to get in uh, other training at low cost, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, and move to to their next job. And I'll just mention this, Dylan, there's a program called Metrics Online. 
and the Workforce Commission has purchased unlimited licenses for the state of Texas. So metrics online, there's 5,000 courses spanning all kinds of soft skills or workplace skills and different occupation specific courses. And that's just an example. We want people to go in late at night if they can't sleep and take a 30 minute course or a two hour <laughs> class on you know, data analytics, the fundamentals of that or something with healthcare or the Microsoft suite, but we we're trying to make tools available so that people don't have to stop where they are. Mm. That's, that's, that's amazing. Where were you in 2012? Whenever I got out of high school, that's, that's crazy <laughs> because whenever I got, I went to the workforce development, I was going to college, I was working full time and I was going to tech school just to make things ends meet, but it ended up working out, but the, the grind was unreal, but then having you know, a state that's backing you and giving you opportunity. This is this is really what it's all about, right? This is, is, is kind of filling those gaps. You know, that's always going to be something that you know is going to be there, depending on you know, the person and what what they're what they're choosing for their you know, their their future. But this is awesome. The, the the soft skills opportunities you're having, you know, different opportunities or different, uh, I guess, uh, roadmaps for either the talents, whether they're wanting to look into college, whether they're wanting to look into trade, this is something that across the board, you're not just having creating one tunnel, yeah. which I think is extremely important. Well, we can't, you know, Texas is so large and so diverse. The industries are diverse. They vary mm -hmm. from one part of the state to the next. I mean, you're going to find fundamental needs in every county, healthcare being an example, but you'll find oil and gas and all the ancillary uh, supports around oil and gas will, will differ or the, the need will differ depending on the part of the state you're in. So we, as a workforce system and truly even as ec our economic development partners have to be thinking all the time about a pipeline of workers that is very diverse, not, in, not only in age, but in skills and interest, we need we need uh, people focused on technology and the newest technology. We need them learning that in middle school and high school, so that as uh, industry needs change, they're already on a strong platform uh, to do that. So it's we we really can't afford to not be very diverse and creative in the way we're meeting these challenges because Texas employers are so diverse. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at that, uh, as far as Filling, I guess, the, those needs or, or, or going into schools. How is Texas taking advantage of that, and how, how are we capitalizing, or how's Texas capitalizing the, the, I guess, the needs of the industries and kind of promoting Texas themselves and getting them ready for, to be released into the workforce right out of high school. So behind the curtain, there is all kinds of work happening for our young people. There are about three million um, middle school and high school Texans. So that is a, a workforce pipeline of its own. The Texas Education Agency, which is the K-12 agency in Texas, and the Workforce Commission and the Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board work together a lot more. A lot of what we do is public, but even behind the scenes, there is a lot of work underway to make sure that the youth or that the young people are being informed of careers that are in demand already or growing and, and seem to be, uh, or the data would show us they're going to continue to grow. The 
Texas Education Agency with some of their own funding and some funding from the Workforce Commission provides dual credit uh, classes to hundreds and hundreds of kids in, in some academic programs, but a lot of career and technical education. And so more and more you're, you're seeing high school students finish high school with an associate degree. My niece is one of them. She started at uh, Corpus, uh, A&M Corpus, and she is in her second year and she is a senior. Wow. At, Cor at A&M Corpus because she graduated high school with an associate degree. And you're seeing more and more of that with the, with the state agencies partnering to put funds toward dual credit in areas that we know employers need workers and with a level of rigor that we know kids can be successful when they finish. And if they don't go straight into work, that those hours, more and more often, those hours are articulating to universities so that the dual credit work that happens in the high school is articulating into their um, college credit. Another really, this one is very exciting to me. We've been doing this for a couple of years. We have about 45, 44, 45 staff around the state now who are either part of those the local workforce development board staff that I mentioned earlier, or, and a few of them are, are TWC staff. And they go into the schools, into middle schools and high schools, and they take virtual reality goggles and software to introduce young people in groups of about 25 or less. They, they take these goggles and they learn about different careers and they, they are able to see what it would be like to weld and what it would be like to do some of these basic construction skills. And that's just another way that we are able to reach kids at a younger age. You know this, Dylan. Kids only know what they see. They see police mm -hmm. officers. They see NBA stars. They say, see NFL stars, teachers, all great jobs. But there are so many other, particularly tech jobs and manufacturing, that if you don't get, get to them before they've decided what they want to do with their lives in college, which what for us was like junior year, maybe. <laughs> maybe we all changed three or four times along the way. But you get to them early with not only STEM tools to explore, but also just giving them this plethora of careers that they can consider. And it helps them to, to decide which courses in high school and college to take. So I'm excited about that because you can imagine the feedback from the young people is really um, positive that not only do they like the experience, um, they, they're also learning a lot about other careers. Right. And it's I think it's important to state that it is about the experience, right? Because you're not just you're not just showing them saying, "Hey, here's your options." You're you're pitching to the next generation, and you need them to be excited. You need them to have buy-in because just saying, "Well, this is just your options," isn't going to be enough because it won't be sustainable. It won't be. It won't one they either won't make the decision to to stay or, or do anything, and or if they do, it probably won't be something that stays around very long, and. To, to utilize technology in that way, I think it's awesome. I know that whenever I got out of high school, there was a little bit of, uh, I guess, some AR, uh, uh, augmented reality um, opportunities. Um, you can kind of like see at parts, but now you can utilize your, your phone, right? Um, just think like whenever Pokemon Go came out and people were out running around using their phones, I think it was the most active America's ever been when, when that was released. But uh, uh, now they have something that you can you can literally take apart, put it on your phone and put the camera on your phone and see how actually like how big this part would be if it was on your desk and then walk around it, cut it in half, split it open, see like what were the internal chambers look like. And I think it really 
promotes when anyone that was maybe looking at going into casting or welding or any type of manufacturing or even engineering, hey, is this something that interests me? And it's a quick, easy go, no go gauge because not every you know, young person or more mature uh, talents out there are all the same. And I think that really helps kind of see what are some things that interest them, interest um, and, and something that they might want to also invest in themselves, whether that be time or money, or looking into how can I take advantage of these opportunities that Texas has. This, I think that's that's awesome that you guys are, are really promoting these these things and, and and really pitching on their level instead of it being, hey, here's a website that's broken, which is kind of how I got in. <laughs> Growing up, I was like, go to this website that's never really working, and uh, I was like, come on. Like this is read, crazy. Read six pages of narrative about a yeah. job you're gonna love. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the, like, where's the ad? There's no address. Uh, yeah. Call us. There's no. There, there's no cell phone. But like now, it's like, wow. Hey, we not only have that, but we have apps now available for people to look up for 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 work and and see. Okay, what are the things that are gonna be listed? What is something that are the requirements? Is he, are these things currently available that I can start taking uh, um, some soft skills that you're now providing? Or is there a roadmap that I can uh, utilize that Texas has now available that I can get a job like this? I know um, from our past conversations, uh, Texas is working on a few apps right now, correct, for uh, for careers? That's right. That's right. So we have some fun, some fun work underway. In the next year to two years, you're going to see a mobile app launch uh, where there's really no, where it'll be for people age 16 and older, really, but we mm -hmm. want anyone to use it because that, that app will show kind of on a career ladder or a career lattice, what, so let's say you're in healthcare and you want to be a certified nurse's aide, which you can do in high school now pretty easily. There is so much coursework now to help people become phlebotomists, CNA, certified medication aid. So this app will show you where you are or where your first step may be, what you would be earning and the education requirements to do that job. And then in the Pathways app, it'll show you if you want to earn a little more, this is the next short-term certification that you can work on. And these are some providers in your area where you can do that. Come on. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And the Higher Education Coordinating Board is working on a portal with that doesn't necessarily do the same type of pathways, but they'll be partnering with us and we'll be we'll be using their portal as well and referring all of our shared customers to it, where the Texas, my Texas Future Portal is what that one is called. It helps people who might have been in school before. There's a way to reach out to people who might not have completed a program and pull them in and point them to a course in their area. So there was just a lot of work underway, creative work underway with the state agencies to help re-engage people or engage people for the first time. I'm excited about the Pathways app because I think for people that aren't sure, like, gosh, I'm only making $14 right now, or I'm making $11 right now, it will show them a program in their area that takes six months or maybe two years. And because we are the Workforce Commission, we can also point them towards subsidized childcare to help with that. If a family member has a disability, we have the vocational rehab program that can help pay for that training. So because we're a large organization with so many different workforce programs, when a user comes into one of these apps, they can connect with us and we can help with support services um, to help them toward that next step in their, in their career. We're also, Dylan, developing a, a credential library 
where, again, the state agencies that partner with us most, the education agency and the higher education coordinating board will be putting all of our information about state supported credentials. And over time, we'll be able to do some analysis on what the outcomes look like for anyone with those credentials. And to some degree, we can do that already on Texas Cruise. There's a website called Texas Cruise that I would encourage people to check out. But through this credential library, we'll be able to develop a true inventory of all the credentials that the different state agencies support, whether it's in K-12 or whether it's their community colleges um, and through some of our private training providers in the state. And we'll be able to see what the outcomes look like for more of those to help people understand what are the credentials, quote, of value that I should really be focused on. That's amazing. That's See, I just this makes me super excited about like the the new either new talent or old talent that has been in Texas that has been untapped because really that's what what it comes down to is having that level of not necessarily security but like assist or catapulting you know uh, Texans to where they're really wanting to be that don't necessarily know how to get there they know where they probably will be should be but they don't really, sometimes they don't even know where they currently are or the pathway to get there. And what you're doing is helping roadmap them to success. And that's, 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 that's awesome. That's something that I haven't yet to see from anyone else. That's, this is fantastic. And you're also like helping like align with other careers as far as like lining up other um, options once they get that, um, get through, you know, their educational piece, who they can then contact for those career opportunities. That, that to me is, you're basically filling all those gaps for them and you're, you're, you're taking a lot of the, uh, uh, the, the, the walking or the, the, the step-by-step process, especially anyone that's having any current challenges as far as maybe you said you made a comment about disabilities. That's, it's huge. Uh, or um, maybe single mothers working out there in the workforce development, trying to bring in some extra income. This is powerful. This is something that's going to change the game. All the other states are going to be looking at this going, we need to get our stuff together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's, there are a lot of reasons to do this kind of work. It's, it's the right thing to do for people to, to, to straighten the path and help people. You've heard the Texas legislature talk for several years about reducing student debt and helping to provide more opportunities for short-term training to help people move into a good job with with less debt and in a shorter time frame. It also is just, it's required. We have such job growth year over year in this state that we, we, I know I said this earlier, so I don't mean to sound like a broken record. We need people with the straightest path to success. Um, It's, it, like I said earlier, it helps their family, it helps them, it lets them work one job instead of multiple. And meanwhile, employers are able to continue grow growth because they have the workforce they need. So not only is it the right thing to do, it's it's a must that we that we continue to to find ways to to streamline. Particularly, Dylan, there's a concept called middle skills jobs. It's something that the commission has been focused on in the last a couple of years, a middle skill job is something that is a job that requires more than a high school diploma or equivalency, but less than a bachelor's degree. And you can imagine the thousands and thousands of middle skill jobs that go unfilled in any state, but Texas is no exception. So you've got a lot of the skilled trades there. You've got all of the, um, well, lots of technology jobs. You've got manufacturing, 
Um, there are just hundred, and then you have um, certain retail jobs and hospitality jobs that want a high school equivalency. So a lot of our energy and dollars are focused on short-term training programs to help fill those jobs. And again, putting people on a rung of the ladder so that then they can continue to move up and free up those jobs for the next person um, coming in. We're, we're trying to build a system where the it's, I don't know if you would call it more of a lattice where people are moving up or a pipeline, but either way, it's moving up, moving people mm -hmm. up so that the, the next generation or the next group of workers can come in. That's, yeah, there, there's a lot of untapped, um, I guess, or, or uh, uh, I guess, standing positions that are out there that are in that kind of, that that leeway of something that needs a engineering degree versus a GED and or a high school diploma. Right. So that's, that, I think that's extremely helpful to, to, to state that there's, there should be a robot. There should be some type of plan to get um, Texans from point A to point B in that. How is Texas organizing itself um, for the mass, I guess, uh, uh, a quantity of corporations that are leaving California or other states that are then coming into Texas right now because it seems like every week I get on I, I read the news and someone news moving to Texas and I'm like wow <laughs> how are they keeping up there's like, like it just it just seems it just seems like craziness but like I understand I get it I mean obviously living in Austin I, I love I love Austin so much there's a special place in my heart for, for Austin and Texas um but I just see that and just see like I, I feel like you and your office and uh, the rest of your, your your offices are just getting constant calls from all these corporations like hey we're planning on moving so how do you organize that how do, how do you go about making sure that everything's ready for for that move how do you how do you create that buy-in and then also like um now we already have a whole level of you know, new jobs that are already here, but now you have a whole corporation that's going to be transplanting themselves in a new state. So I guess, can you walk me through and walk, walk the audience through what, what that actually looks like, the hecticness of it? Well, it is a well-oiled machine. No. <laughs> okay, so you are right. Every other week, it seems we see that Texas is now called the headquarters for headquarters, meaning mm. that we have more headquarters of Fortune 500 comp companies than other states. And that's because of the, the moves that you were just referencing. So it's exciting. It, you know, it presents its, its challenges, but thankfully, Texas is a very large state, a very young state, and a very diverse state. So we have a worker pipeline, but all of these things that I've been mentioned that I've been talking about, about how the agencies partner together to get information to people at a young age and how we use labor market data to look at current and then future, like current and then project future trends is all that kind of analysis goes into all of the work that that we as an agency are doing so that we can, to the best of our ability, have that pipeline ready. I'll tell you that the the governor's office of economic development and tourism is headed up by Adriana Cruz. And I know she has been very, she and her team have been very busy the last couple of years because they take a lot of those meetings and they put together the proposals um, for what Texas, how Texas can support. And they provide the labor market information for these big uh, corporations to, to show the confidence of what the market looks like in the city or county where, um, where these corporations wanna move. And then we of course work with that office and the local workforce development board works with that office. 
Dylan, what's interesting is when a when a corporation moves or announces an expansion, very often it's a, at least a two-part project because first you have to construct the facility or often you have to construct the expansion of the, the, the facility that is in existence. So that is one workforce that the, the construction um, workforce is, is stage one of that. And that takes months often. And then you've got the actual management of whatever the, the Tesla, the Samsung uh, plant and the and the clean rooms. So it is it is very interesting. And you would imagine you can imagine there's a lot of planning that goes into the, the physical relocation. Um, but that is the kind of data that agencies use to know how to inform the public about the type of courses that are available, the trainings that we as a system can and want to pay for, uh, and how to get connected with those programs. So it's not just a, a one shot over the weekend, make no. a conversation, make it happen. One job, one job fair and we're done. Yes. Yeah. Just, just do it at your, 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 your local, uh, your local farm, right? <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Easy, Dylan. Easy. <laughs> well, so how is Texas positioning itself to constantly outperform year after year in the creation of these new careers? I know that we have the apps coming. I know that, uh, that you're creating some road mapping opportunities. We're utilizing tech within high schools. How do we scale this so that way, obviously, Texas is only going to grow and only going to get more corporations and only going to get more tech. But how, 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 how do we scale this to make sure that it stays afloat? Because the lack of opportunity isn't going to be the case here. Well, there is a lot that goes into it. Uh, and we have, to, we have to stay innovative. I'll tell you that there are hundreds of small businesses in this state who, that, that continue to grow. We have, uh, we're, we're ranked number one for jobs created by African-American, Hispanic, and veteran women business owners. And then we have all those corporations we just talked about and just hundreds of other small businesses. So we have to continue to develop a workforce pipeline that supports all those businesses so that they can continue to grow. And if we want to remain the headquarters for headquarters, we need to maintain a, a friendly business climate, which is what draws so many of those companies and even the small businesses to operate here. And um, we have to work with every Texan. You know, you'll, I, I'll say, and a few of us around the agency will say a job for every Texan and a Texan for every job with 4.1% unemployment and just job growth year over year for so many consecutive years. We need and we want anyone who wants to be engaged in the workforce to be working and to pre be progressing up a, uh, into and, and through a career pathway so that they're earning more, um, building a good lives for them and their families and helping these Texas employers to continue to grow. I think you said it perfectly. It's about lives, right? Yes. We're, 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 you are producing um, better quality life within the Texas communities. And I think that's extremely important. I think what you're doing day after day is something that here in the next upcoming years, we're going to look back and say, look where we came from uh, and look at how we promoted our people in the way we have. And I think that is, that's something to be extremely proud of. And, and Courtney, I, I do appreciate you taking the time to come talk to me on this podcast. It, it's it's a pleasure to have you on and it's been a pleasure speaking with you. So I'm looking forward to having you in and in the future. I do appreciate you taking the time. 
Thank you so much, Dylan. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to learn more about what the state of Texas is doing to improve the lives of their workers and how Courtney's team is implementing technology for the promotion of Texas across the state, check out Texas Workforce Commission's website at twc.texas.gov. I'm your host, Dylan Drake, and thanks for listening to the Tech Shift Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Phillips Federal, the leader in the federal marketplace.